Welcome to You Hate Movies, the podcast in which casual moviegoers, film lovers, and cinephiles argue about movies. Today, join us as we explore the most exciting and or dumb movie news from August 2016. Why is China upset about 3D? What is the BBC's all-time favorite movie? Did Tyler just promise to watch all the Medea movies? The answers, as well as our expert opinions, await you, followed by our most anticipated movies of the fall. Along the way, you'll get spoilers for Jason Bourne, Fantastic Four, the reboot, Harry and the Hendersons, The Phantom Menace, The Dead Rising video game, Furious 7, Tammy and the T-Rex, Paddington, The Shining, The Evil Dead Saga, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Batman Begins, The Grey, Taken, Liam Neeson's movies in general, Batman, the Tim Burton 1985 version, Godzilla 2000, Face Off, Mamma Mia, and Training Day. You know, when you hate movies, you spend so much time talking about a movie you've just seen or revisiting an old classic that you often forget how much is going on in the world of movies all around us every day. That is why we make a deliberate effort ever so often to sit down and talk about nothing but movie news. What was that, Patrick? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's the moves. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you to do the echo yourself, dude. The moves, moves, yeah. You don't. Ha- you have no idea how many people have been getting in touch with us, saying how much they love the freaking moves. At Man. least one or two people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it was sincere. I, I think it was something like, "Hey, Patrick, it's okay. We like moves." <laughs> It's a hit, man. You gotta have the gimmick, the moves. <laughs> if you go ahead and try to give it another intro, I'll put a little like uh, news sound effect over it and some reverb on your voice. It's time for the, the moves. Perfect. I'm sure that's gonna come out. Please don't do anything to it. In, in case, case this is your first movie news episode, go back and listen to our other ones, and you'll understand the the comedy here. Yeah, the news is severely outdated at this point. In the older episodes, but the comedy yeah. <laughs> has <conversation>. no expiration <laughs> date. Yeah, the conversation is evergreen. <laughs> well, let's go to China for our first bit of news, okay. shall we? <laughs> we always go to China Guys, at some point in the movie news. China yeah. is apparently very upset about Jason Bourne in 3D. <laughs> Naturally. Wait, wait. Is it... Is it they're upset about Jason Bourne in general or just the 3D version? Just the 3D. Now, uh, Jason Bourne was shot entirely in 2D, and in the U.S. it was only released that way, but apparently Universal put together a special 3D version, and uh, among the select markets they released it in was uh, China. Now, all is well and good. Here comes Jason Bourne in 3D, but if you recall, uh, and apparently this new movie is no exception. I haven't actually seen it. You guys can vouch for this. Mm-hmm. The Bourne movies are famous for their nauseating and hard-to-follow fight uh, uh, sequences. Yeah, 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 yeah. shaky cam, intense choreography. This scene. was top of the game, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, apparently shaky was cam. Shaky cam? I guess there's some shaky there's cam. There's some shaky cam. Nauseating yeah. shaky cam so fight, it was fights in 3D. forced 3D shaky cam footage. Yeah, post, post-conversion forced 3D on the shaky cam footage. Forced 3D never looks good anyway. And then not only that, but you know you have to uh, pay quite a bit for 3D tickets, and that's same thing goes in China. Okay, so in China, they're standing in line paying their expensive prices for a movie ticket. They're going to see Jason Bourne in 3D. They right. get in there, they get shaky cam, they get forced 3D, and they're upset. They're mad. General audiences, quote, aren't staying quiet about their displeasure. 
China's state-run Global Times reports 30 people staged a protest in Beijing demanding refunds for their tickets. 30? Dang. One of the yeah, it's huge, <laughs> huge <laughs> protests. And if you remember, that's a huge segment of China's population. <laughs> so They're making a mark. One of them was quoted as could saying, have just been one family." Listen to this. This is one of the ang- from the lips of an angry protester. The 3D version is a ripoff. <laughs> Got him. It's been happening many times in China and must be stopped. So they have a 3D version that they didn't release in the U.S. Which is strange because it seems like they crap everything out in 3D just to make the extra yeah. money. So the quality must have been pretty bad. Yeah, they said, we'll give this to China, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And then think about it. Uh, this is another one of those cases where, man, I'm reading this news and I'm thinking, wow, a lot of that, the entire nation of China is furious about Jason Bourne in 3D. Then you're like, wait a minute, 30 people had a protest? It's like when they, that bit of news made headlines and every, everywhere that said, Japan says... Godzilla is too fat in the new God, and it was like one kid on a forum somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> He's the ambassador he speaks, for Japan. Speaks for Japan. So, having seen Jason Bourne in 2D, do you uh-huh. guys feel like you would have joined the protesters, or even? No, I never would have gone into that 3D. Yeah, I don't know. I, that shame on them for going to a yeah. 3D movie. You know, would have just jeered them fools. <laughs> yeah. We're they assuming they it. had a choice and they chose poorly. Yeah. Yeah. There was a 2D release in China, right? Yeah, uh, well, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm they not had a, there. They had an option. Okay, well, speaking of poor choices, you guys remember that Fantastic Four reboot? Segway. <laughs> That's good. We need we need transition music. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll put something like better in show. after. That'd be fun. Yeah. Um, but you remember it, right? Has anyone here at this table? The uh, <laughs> no, not like the half game sound show, half game show, half. Uh, newsreel. Does anyone remember the Fantastic Four reboot? Dang it! I remember oh, it. I never yeah. saw it. I saw it. I'm the only one here that saw it. Didn't you we talk about this in the last episode? Oh, great. Well, the then you're, you're going to have to be the one to comment on this then. Okay. Well, you know how the world hated it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like a ton. I'm familiar with even hated, the director. <laughs> yeah, hated it real bad. Yeah. Well, uh, Kate Mara and Miles Teller, who starred in the film, that yeah. Kate, Kate Mara is uh, what's her na- name's sister, right? Rooney? Rooney, Rooney Mara's? Mara. Yeah, Rooney Mara. Is that right? Yeah, they're sisters. Oh, wow. Good for them. They're making it. I like Kate Mara. Rooney Mara's been in some... What else has Kate Mara been in? She was in The Martian and... Uh, oh, right, right. Other stuff. Yeah. Okay, so she's not cool. totally down and out for having been in Fantastic Four. No. And neither is Miles Teller. You know, he's he'll still be remembered more for Whiplash so far than he will yeah. for... He's got war pigs coming out soon. War dogs. War dogs. War dogs. <laughs> war pigs the Black is the Sabbath. Sabbath <laughs> that's not like war a dogs. cooler name. Yeah. yeah. I like that. War pigs would have been better. Yeah. The critics are already hating on war dogs. But, he, Miles, you're going to bounce right back. Don't worry about it. Sure. Miles is... Uh, this is actually... I'm taking this off on a segue here. Okay. Miles Teller is actually starring in a, a movie. He's filming the movie right now, actually, about um, the 19 firefighters that died uh, last a few years ago. And uh, it's titled Granite Mountain. Okay. And this is a kind of a <laughs> it's kind of a, a weird thing for me because I knew one of the firefighters in that movie. So seeing seeing Miles Teller and uh, trying to figure out which character he wants he's going to play in this movie they're making, I have mixed feelings about it. So he might be playing somebody you knew. Yeah, I knew a couple of the guys that were killed in that accident, and okay, I, I'm just weird. kind of confused. You know, I have 
conflicted feelings about the movie in general. Okay. But it just feels weird, you know, seeing him go from war dogs to... What are the chances that they're actually going to be based person by person on the well, real it's, people? It's a true life account of the these guys. And uh, go on. So I'm assuming they're going to be. <laughs> there using were, there each were 14 names. people. There's 19. 19. And there are 14 guys. in the movie? Is there 14 in the movie? I don't really know. I know Jeff Bridges and Josh Brolin is in it. 14. And Miles Teller. And if there's anything Hollywood has taught us, is that when they base a movie on actual events, they do not stray from those <laughs> events. <laughs> that's true. Whatsoever. That's true. Yeah, so I don't know what they're doing with it. But uh, that's, what, that's what really all I. I've been paying attention to lately with Miles Teller. Well, back to movies that you had mixed feelings about. Yeah. Fantastic Four uh, didn't fare well at the box office or with critics or with audiences for that matter. Yeah. Can you give Mm -hmm. us your thumbs up, thumbs down on it real quick? On Fantastic Four? Yeah. Thumbs down. That's bad. Yeah, it's not Is it worse than the other two that came out years ago? Yeah. (laughs) I just just can't see that. (laughs) I can't imagine that. He answered that fast. Is yeah, it as bad other, as the world has made it out to be? It's, it's easier to forgive the other ones for being cheesy. This one is just kind of bad writing, bad storytelling, bad uh, movie making. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame. There's yeah, good actors thought, in that. That about covers all of them. Yeah, it. it's a bummer because the, the people in it, you, you, you want to like them, but the, what they're doing to themselves in this movie <laughs> is just this is hard to watch. Well, uh you know, Miss Mara and Mr. Teller uh-huh. will not be deterred by the the movie's poor reaction. They're both up for a sequel, they said. Yeah, he was on uh, Jimmy Fallon recently promoting War Dogs, and he was talking about he was talking about Fantastic Four as if it wasn't an embarrassment. <laughs> really? And I thought, what are you doing, man? Don't yeah, don't bring that up. What are you doing bringing <laughs> that up? Move on. We're trying to forget about that. Apparently, he acknowledged that there was some weaknesses. He said, quote, if we do, as in make a sequel, I hope it comes together in a way that satisfies people. You want to make the fans happy, but you can't please everyone. Mm. In our case, we pleased very few. <laughs> <laughs> I have to yeah. imagine he's looking at like the potential of that franchise and shared universe. He could do a lot. Yeah, I, I wonder. It just seems it. so uncharacteristic. Usually, you know, actors, especially ones that have had any measure of credibility and success, are so quick to bail on a movie that tanks, especially one to tank this hard. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, let's give it another shot. Yeah. Well, I, I have, I, I still want to like Miles Teller. <laughs> and maybe that's why I'm concerned about him being in the movie they're making about the firefighters. Because... His, his recent track record is not great, but I still want to like him. If anything, if he can just embrace that whiplash style drama, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, he had he had a moment He's, there. He still has potential to to make a dramatic movie worth seeing. All right. Yeah. Yeah. You guys but, can't see it at home in your headphones, but Patrick and Tyler just exchanged a long, <laughs> thoughtful glance as though they w- they weren't sure what the other was thinking or how to go about <laughs> course correcting the conversation. There's so much there. to say about Miles Teller. I didn't know if we were done or if we should just move on. <laughs> Surprise! It's an episode about Miles Teller. Yeah. All right. But well, there's there's no we easy way to segue into this next thing, but I've got a fun okay. experiment for you guys. <laughs> I know that you... <laughs> You've probably already seen this because you use the internet, but um, I don't know if you guys are aware that they're doing a live-action remake of Disney's Beauty and the Beast, Disney's take on Beauty and the Beast. 
I saw a teaser trailer. You saw the nothing. teaser that was nothing. It was like B-roll that's almost certainly not in the movie of something, of a set that's almost certainly not in the movie. Yeah, a computer rendered set that had soundtrack from a different movie. Yeah, and then yeah. like a rose. And yeah. it said Beauty and the Beast. And people were like, oh my gosh, it's incredible. Josiah was just losing it. Yeah, Disney's uh, just mining its back catalog for what can we make well, a real movie They're now? riding off the success of the live action Cinderella. Didn't everyone love that? Did they? I, what that was what before that? Was? No, the uh, they did Malefic- the Maleficent. Oh, Maleficent. Yeah. yeah, guess that makes sense. Yeah, they're all they're working. It's just but keeping we, their brand alive, man. Yeah, let's just do everything live action. It's now. immortal. Well, uh, if you recall the character Lumiere, who was a, a candelabra, is that what that thing's called? Like a candle holder? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, Cogsworth, who's like the a clock, a, a TikTok clock. Yeah, Here, uh, here's like our first photo. Clock. Of them now, oh, you guys can't see the this. photo if you're listening to this episode, but we can uh, put the photo on our website. But listen to Patrick and Tyler react to it in real time. Patrick, what's your reaction? Say it to us out loud. It looks weird. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to know the scale of these things. <laughs> what's the height on that? Are those are, are, are these fully animated? Or are there humans in these things? <laughs> no, no. Well, they've got to be little <laughs> CG guys. Are they little CG guys? Are I'm they sure puppets? They're not mocaps there. I'm sure that they're <laughs> the same exact size as they are in the film. I bet they are mocap. I mean, in the, in the animated film. Are they mocap? Why would they mocap this? <laughs> have no. some because Joker in silver <laughs> spandex <laughs> yeah. standing up straight <laughs> like a candle holder? <laughs> arms in the air? <laughs> <laughs> did, they, did they bring in what's-his-name from Lord of the Rings? <laughs> yeah, they're gonna Andy Sir, they're gonna bring Andy, Andy Circus in. Like, now here's how you do a candle. <laughs> yeah, I'm sh- just looking at the still picture is hard to really think about it. But you know, that's it. That's it. I'll okay. see it. Looking at the picture, it's hard to really think about. It okay. is. I bet Andy Circus <laughs> would be great as a candlelighter. <laughs> I bet he'd do like kind of jazz hand style thing for the flicker of the candles. Yeah, he's got That's how he signals <laughs> when it's supposed to flicker. <laughs> the guy's run, running quite a racket with mocap. We've yeah. personally appointed him as the human race, the ambassador for motion capture. They must be mocapping beast, though, right? Yeah, They've certainly. Life size human inside beast. But no, they need to put fur on him. They, they need to do some makeup effects. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Just think, they did Killer Croc as makeup effects. They could have easily done him as a mocap thing. But don't you think Beast, if they tried to do it practical, would just look like Harry from Harry and the Hendersons? (laughs) They should be so lucky. (laughs) Harry and the Hendersons, or Harry from Harry and the Hendersons, looks fantastic. Yeah, I can't (laughs) then. I guess. This is like the third time (laughs) Harry and the Hendersons (laughs) has ended up on our spoiler list for some reason. (laughs) So sad. Uh, What about all those practical effects it did on John Lithgow? Those were great. What do you mean practical effects on him? Just look at him. <laughs> okay. Stop it. So Hermione is Bill, right? Yeah. That's fine. Oh, that'll be all right. I like yeah. Hermione. Emma, yeah, Emma Watson. She likes reading books. All right. Well, Based on another, who's other gonna, characters. Who's going to be guest on, though? We need a real great a- a- Arnold. If uh, Disney was worried about that tanking, they don't have too much to worry about because I don't know if you guys remember, they own Lucasfilm and therefore Star Wars as well. Oh, right. And they also own Marvel and therefore... Marvel and yeah. also <laughs> and also Pixar, Pixar. Yeah. <laughs> and therefore Pixar <laughs> Disney's doing all right so uh, recently they were interviewing Daisy Ridley about how things are going with episode eight of she Star is Wars. Ray from Star Wars for those that's of right you who are casual moviegoers right mm, yeah. yeah Ray Ray Daisy and they asked her when we might hear what the episode eight is actually called and she had this to say isn't episode episode eight is a year 
out, a year and a half out yep. from this Christmas? Mm-hmm. Okay. She said, I heard a title, but I don't know if it's going to be that. I really don't know much about anything. I heard the title a long time ago before we started filming, so I feel some things have slightly tweaked during production. It's going to be a while before it's released, I imagine. So they have a working title. They must have something on a paper somewhere. I guess she couldn't be bothered to even read the little slate that they're clicking in front of her face. <laughs> no, it doesn't say. <laughs> Surely it says something. <laughs> it probably just says Star Wars 8. What was the the secret name of Cloverfield when they were out in the street shooting? Cheese? Something cheese? Cheddar? <laughs> cheese cheddar. That's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what kind of secret names do you think they have for Star Wars? Or is it impossible to hide Star Wars Probably just Star you Wars. You have any fake name on the slate, but if they're dressed like Jedi's and yeah, but where are they at? Where they need to like? <laughs> are they going to be in a modern city filming anywhere? Maybe no, they're no, not going to film on the locations. All in a studio <laughs> or in a desert. All, almost all of Force Awakens was on some kind of set. Yeah, and then the, they filmed on the most private island in the world. <laughs> Disney's private island. That final scene. Yeah, that thing out there in Ireland or wherever uh, it is. Yeah. Right. It's not like the paparazzi were swooping in to take photos of them. Mm. So, in short, we still have no idea what episode 8 is So called. she said a lot, but she said nothing. And, you know, once you get used to the name, it's immortalized and everything. But i got to be honest with you. Even as a Star Wars fan and even as liking that movie, I always thought The Force Awakens is kind of a stupid name. Like, really? That seems like you'd come up with a really something much cooler than that. Yeah. As a Star Wars fan, I don't care what it's called. I like the B-movie sounding names. Like, even the prequels have at least cool sounding names, like Attack of the Clones sounds cool. The Phantom Menace, which is still mysterious. Who is the Phantom Menace? (laughs) But it sounds like a cool name. Is it Darth Maul? No, we learned it was Jar Jar, remember? (laughs) All right. Speaking of uh, movies taking a weird direction, did you guys know that Captain America 3 was apparently close to involving zombies? I had read that, and then I was very grateful for what we got, because yeah. that sounded so stupid. I heard that conversation and chose to not participate. <laughs> I chose to ignore it. Why did you choose to ignore it? I don't want to hear about Captain America and zombies. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> there was a period where we did discuss a third act, according to uh, the directors, that revolved around the Mad Bomb from Cap Mythology. It didn't have anything to do with Civil War if we couldn't get Downey. In the very, very conversations before we nailed him, it's <laughs> a weird way of putting it, the very, very early conversations before we nailed him, someone pitched the idea of a third act that revolved around the Mad Bomb, which makes people crazy. It's almost like it zombifies them. So it's not really zombies. It's madness. Yeah, this is how you sell headlines. Yeah. You say, oh, Captain America 3 was almost a zombie movie based on a quote. It makes people crazy. It's almost like it zombifies them. Um, I'm just going to ignore this conversation. What, man? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to participate. Go ahead. You two go ahead. But the civilians in the movie would be the antagonist, and then Cap would have to find a way to stop these, like, rage monsters, you know, from 28 days later without having to kill any of the civilians. Right. It's not the worst. It's not the the worst thing. It's just Civil War was so good. Civil War obviously worked out a lot better for them. But maybe, hey, maybe part four. Or whatever they're going to do in 2025. What was that video game where it was just that dude killing zombies in a mall? He's yeah. Like, come, come again? <laughs> <laughs> he, he could pick up any weapon around him. Dead Rising. Is that what it was? Yeah. He could like hit him with TVs. And yeah, like a chainsaw and a broomstick. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're talking about a modern video game? Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, no, there's a spoiler for that video game if you <laughs> even named it correctly. <laughs> he was throwing TVs at zombies on the cover of it right is that what it was yeah okay 
Speaking of, let's go with that. Uh, that's what I have in my my mind. Captain America just fighting zombies, just, just as a one man show, yeah. bringing everyone down with broomsticks <laughs> and chainsaws, slowly mowing them all down. None of them are even getting close. It's just just blood and just blood and yeah, guts. I don't think it would have worked yeah. as a Captain America movie. No. Speaking of things that d- uh, seem to not work, <laughs> yep. <laughs> Every takeaway begins with <laughs> speaking of. Um, did you guys read about this craziness with Dwayne Johnson and Vin Diesel recently? You know, I was a big fan of The Rock. I did read about that. Well, was? tell it. Go ahead and recap it for us so I can wait, get to this. Wait, wait. did you say was a big fan of The Rock? No, as a big fan. Oh, of the as Rock. okay. So whatever happened didn't didn't uh, dissuade you from be, being a no. If fan? anything, it dissuade me from being a big fan of Vin Diesel. Okay. Right, so. I have no idea what Which happened. Which were you one of those? Either? But I was talking not any closer now. I was talking with someone recently. I think it might have been Peter. <laughs> I can't be right. Maybe <laughs> no, uh, you would never uh, talk. Maybe to our Peter. friend Travis. Uh, we were talking about the new Fast and Furious movies, and I said, "Have you seen any of the ones that they introduced The Rock?" And they're like, "The Rock is in the Fast and Furious movies." I said, "Yeah, he's in like five, six, and seven. And they're like, "Are you sure you're not thinking of Vin Diesel?" I said, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm not thinking of Vin Diesel. I know Vin Diesel and The Rock are different people. Yeah, they are. So apparently there are still people out there in the world who are unaware of The Rock and Vin Diesel starring side by side. In Fast and Furious movies. Right. (laughs) One of them is twice the size of the other. Sure. With easily twice the muscle mass. It's just funny that those that one of them has, has the staying power that people don't even know who's in it anymore, but they're aware of that it's still cooking. I still don't know. So I know one guy died. And I haven't seen a single movie. Paul Walker died. Paul Walker. Sorry, forgive it's me for my dis- disrespectful mentioning. It. Yeah, tragic irony. I I meant to say that's the most familiarity I have with the franchise. I remembered yeah. it was very noteworthy when he passed away. Yeah, yeah. The the last one had a very emotional montage dedicated to him well great spoiler alert <laughs> now i know there's a montage coming yeah. is it part of the film that was the that was the whole thing is that the furious seven was making bros cry in the theater wasn't uh i did see something i was watching a video essay recently on the effective use of cg and it was just rapidly mentioning all the amazing things that cg is now capable of and and convincingly so and one of them was it said in passing they can bring stars back from the dead and it showed a shot of paul walker like from inside a car smiling or something mm-hmm. did they use cg to recreate a shot of him in the movie or to finish a sequence with him in it or yeah, something yeah they like? created a sequence and it was cg him driving a car i know that he died while they were filming that yeah. So they didn't finish. And so they had to change the ending. This is a lot of spoilers for Furious 7. <laughs> they had to change the ending. I don't know what the original ending was, but I remember while I was watching the movie trying to figure out how, how they could have rewritten the storyline for Paul Walker's uh, exit from this this franchise. And uh, it seemed it seemed like they made it work. Okay. There's a lot of phone calls with him, and I wonder if they just changed the dialogue on the other end of the phone. To alter the storyline, they accommodate what they could get away with. Yeah, mm-hmm. makes sense. But yeah, and then there's this emotional thing for him. Well, the th- emotions are still riding high in the Fast and Furious franchise because yeah, uh, forget them. If I'm going to remember Paul Walker, it's for Meet the Deedles. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, what was that one with um, uh, Tammy and the T Rex Junior? Tammy and the T Rex. <laughs> no, no, no. He was. He's in that. He was the. <laughs> 
The she's one with Freddie Prince Jr., she's all that. Yeah. No, Tammy and the T-Rex has Paul Walker and uh, Denise Richards. Yeah, where he becomes a mechanical T-Rex. Yeah, he becomes uh, <laughs> Dang it, now we're going to try Tammy. <laughs> Tammy and the T-Rex. <laughs> that's, uh, that's known from the trailer. We should uh, promise, keep promising in perpetuity to do an episode on Tammy and the T-Rex for years and... Never actually do it. It'll be like Chinese democracy. We need to do when is Tan- <laughs> Tammy and the T-Rex? That's the same amount of you hype that's going to be behind it. For <laughs> if the none of you have seen Tammy and the T-Rex or even heard of Tammy and the T-Rex, you need to look it up. Definitely watch the trailer at least. We'll put it on our website as well. Yeah, it's important. It's uh, important yeah, that you see yeah, the trailer. <laughs> it's important to this movie's episode. We talk about <laughs> Tammy and the T-Rex. I think we should do an episode of Tammy and the T-Rex versus Theodore Rex. <laughs> okay. <laughs> No, it's you have to pit Tammy and the T Rex up against Mac and Me is the the, uh, the oh, director's the other director. film, yeah, yeah. Because I'm not we're watching Theodore we're Rex again. <laughs> we're naming a lot of terrible B movies here, but <laughs> they're, they're so confused. <laughs> <laughs> they're worth seeing. All right. Oh, they're not. <laughs> At least the one I saw. You one. need to watch them and try and figure out uh, <laughs> what group of executives sat in a room together and said yes to this. How I did just it imagine this young director going, oh, "All right, fine." What if I made it for $2,000? <laughs> and they're yeah. like, eh, $1,000? All right, yeah, yeah, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead and make it for $1,000. But what's amazing is that these B movies like Theodore Rex starring Whoopi Goldberg and Tammy and the T Rex starring Denise Richards and Paul Walker. How did they get these actors? <laughs> How did they get a budget for them? Yeah, because Tammy and the T Rex was long after Paul Walker was huge from the fest. <laughs> Not really. Obviously, it was before he was a well known. Celebrity. Meet the Doodles. Yeah, it's fine. Meet the Doodles. Whatever, Speaking man. of well-known celebrities and emotions running high on the set of Fast and the Furious, can I f- please tell you about what's going yeah. on? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So two weeks ago, The Rock posts this uh, little video on Instagram of footage from apparently this movie that's about to come out. The new Fast and Furious movie. Right. Is it Fast 8 or Furious 8? Do we know? Fast 8. Whatever 8 is. Fast 8. He's, he's excited about being wrapped up uh, with principal photography, and he said, uh, blah, 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 blah. My female co-stars are always amazing, and I love them. Then he goes on to say, my male co-stars, however, are a different story. Some conduct themselves as stand-up men and true professionals, while others don't. The ones that don't are too chicken beep. That's me censoring what The Rock said. Well, this is a clean beep. podcast. Right. Yep. Uh, to do anything about it anyway... When you watch this movie next April, it seems like I'm not acting in some of these scenes and my blood is legit boiling. You're right. Because he was so mad at his male co-star, apparently. Well. And the little scene was him beating somebody up. Right. People began to theorize and apparently correctly assume that he was talking about Vin Diesel when more reports leaked that he had been particularly uh, hard to work with on the set of this movie. Right. But the story doesn't end there. But isn't this four movies now that they've worked together? Yeah. Okay. All you Has need it is always been this way? All you need is one offshoot. <laughs> hmm. Maybe it's just this one. Maybe there was a, it, was a fo- it was foolish of them to try and make another one without Paul Walker. But listen, an insider spoke to Life and Style magazine and said this. They are planning a huge prank and it's all for publicity. The Rock convinced Vin to amp up the drama between them so that they can turn it into a WWE match to help promote the April two, 2017 right. release of The Fast two of them are going to fight <laughs> in WWE. That's why awesome. Would, why would That's awesome. The Rock lower himself to that again? 
He's he constantly goes back and wrestles. Does he? Yeah, every now and then he shows up and does a record break, breaking performance because more people every time he comes they break the records for how many people come to those matches. Shoot, I thought that all this time he was trying to distance himself from that persona. He's oh, Dwayne yeah. Johnson now, not the rock. He's the rock on that ring. Yeah, mm-hmm. once he steps in the ring, he's absolutely Have the you rock. looked at any old photos of him when he was the rock back yeah, in the sure. day and he was asking what Someone was cooking. was cooking. He yeah. was cooking. Who was yeah. cooking? The Rock. He the was rock cooking. cooking. The yeah. third person. He looked so small. Yeah. So small. But obviously a hulking giant compared to any of us then. Now he <laughs> looks like. Yeah. Comparably to his modern day <laughs> yeah. like chiseled from stone thing. Yeah. He looked actually kind of squishy. Yeah. He looked squishy. You know, I like he hearing that because I, we have a story about Vin Diesel, the second hand. We have a friend that works at a hotel in Florida, I think, Miami. And he said that celebrities go there a lot. And Vin Diesel checked in and went up to the the, the penthouse upstairs. And mm-hmm. he went to check on it. And Vin Diesel was just up there playing piano, singing to himself. I believe that. Vin Diesel's a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see that video he released of himself when he found out he was going to be Groot? He was yeah. just losing it. He was like dancing around in front of his computer. Oh, yeah. Recording himself. Yeah, I do like recall. Half singing this weird celebration for a part where you're not going to see his face and he has one line. Yeah, I mean, he just loves Marvel movies maybe. I, I guess, know. but he was just There's another thing jacked. when <laughs> some tabloid put <laughs> a picture of him that looked less than uh, ideal. He looked he looked not, a tad flabby for him. A tad flabby, so he put like 100 pictures of him like flexing up so people would know he wasn't flabby. Sure. Yeah, and he hashtagged him dead bod. <laughs> yeah. So Bad you know, I like Vin was hot. Yeah, maybe I'm a big Vin Diesel fan. No matter what he does, he's going to look small next to The Rock. Yeah, yeah, The Rock looks uh, inhuman. <laughs> yeah, inhuman. Yeah. He almost looks like Hercules of legend. <laughs> right, I get it because he's, he's in, in, he's in Hercules. In that movie. That was pretty good. Can we yeah. circle back to Marvel since we we're talking about Groot for a second? Sure. Um, this is a bit of non-news news. But apparently, uh, while Anthony and Joe Russo are promoting uh, Civil War is about to come out on Blu-ray, and they are also directing the third Avengers movie and fourth Avengers movie, um, they mentioned that they, to their estimation, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Steve Rogers is officially not Captain America anymore, and that that, they thought, was clearly communicated by the ending of Civil War. They said that they thought him dropping the shield is him letting go of that identity. He's admitting that certainly the identity of Captain America was in conflict with conflict with the very personal choice that he was making. Uh, okay, so they're saying he is not Captain America anymore, but they're not saying that um, Bucky is Captain America. No, I haven't said anything about anyone else taking up the mantle. They're just, just saying there that, is no more Captain America. Yeah, I did not feel like that was communicated. I felt like he kind of completely walked away from working within the system. Sure. But not... Because, I mean, what are they saying? He's not going to be Captain America anymore. He's still going to be a vigilante superhero. Yeah. So, like, what's the difference? That uh, that title and persona only exists within the system, maybe. So they're saying he's going to go do his own thing, but now that mantle no longer exists. or I don't know. It sounds like they're trying to hype up something else is going to come along and do the thing. Sure. Become Captain America. Yeah. This is the moves, people. Yeah. I don't make it up. I just read it to y'all. But and y'all comment on it. Yeah. So they would they would d- they would <laughs> get it together, man. They, <laughs> what what would they do? <laughs> <laughs> they would bring in a totally different Captain America 
different from the comic book storylines. It's not Steve. It's not Bucky. It's someone else entirely. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Who know? Let's let's wait and see. Yeah. Mm, all right. You don't like that? <laughs> yeah. I, what what other choice do I have? You know, these people who say, <laughs> well, I, I just can't wait. Them. It's like, well, what do you, you have to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm afraid that's I, the only option I, that we man, have available. I can't <laughs> wait till Avengers. I, well, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be tough. It's going to be hard. Um, somebody got curious about all the negativity surrounding um, the movies of the last year or two. Uh, depending on who you read or listen to, there are a certain sect of film aficionados that like to say that movies are the worst now they've ever been. Recently, I heard a gentleman make the most convincing argument I've heard for it in a long time, because I usually dismiss this as like, oh, they're just pessimistic, they're just buttheads, they don't like superhero movies, whatever they're complaining about. And uh, I heard this gentleman read a list of films that were was released in a span, a three-year period in the late uh, mid to late seventies, which encompassed movies like The Shining and Taxi Driver and all these like Clockwork Orange things like that, and then uh, he read you know from a list of comparable in budget, noteworthy director, uh, you know box office take, and they all seemed ter- terrible compared right. to these other movies, and I thought oh I guess well yeah in a sense movies are certainly different. The argument has been that like uh, movies used to be primarily not just a form of entertainment, but that it was like, you know, this artistic thing that happened that we also used as entertainment and made money. And they eventually became something that exists for little more than money. So movies now, they come out one weekend, they make a crap ton of money. We know whether or not there's going to be a sequel, how it's going to come out on home media, and then they're gone that weekend. You don't have to hear about them anymore. And next week it's replaced by another gigantic thing instead of something like The Shining that comes out and people argue about it and stays around for a long time and right. blah, 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 blah. Well, then somebody on the Internet thought it would be interesting to compile Rotten Tomatoes scores uh, based on the summer movie seasons over the last few years. It's not... Um, doesn't tell you everything you need to know because if you understand how Rotten Tomatoes works, it's just an average of positive or negative scores from critics. So if critics... But basically, like the movie, it's a thumbs up for Rotten Tomatoes. It adds to the high percentage. If they did basically didn't like it, the other way around. Well, the average score of summer 2016 was 65%. The highest rated movie of the summer so far has been 94 uh, at Finding Dory. Blech. Jeez, 94. Which is weird, right? No one yeah. wants to give a bad rating to Pixar. The previous year uh, was 77% average, which is higher, obviously, and the, the highest score um, that summer went to Mad Max Fury Road, 97%. Okay, yeah, yeah deserves like it. Sure. Yeah, that's good. The previous year was 66, so just barely higher than this year's. That was 2014, the summer of. That year, the highest uh, scored summer movie was uh guardians of the galaxy okay 91 yeah. percent i remember that summer yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> i'll give you guys just a couple more uh to round out this uh perspective La- or the year before that 2013 the average was 66 right around the same exact number actually and the scores seem by and large quite lower for the summer season in fact the highest thing was iron man 3 if you can believe it Jeez, that's a bad year for movies. Yeah. And then 2012 was 70%, um, with the highest rated thing being The Avengers in the summertime, 92%. Mm. 
So what this guy was coming mm. to a conclusion was is basically it seems at least in the last few years and the the results are basically like this on down the list. The reactions, at least from critics, have been mostly the same. Yeah. Yeah. You mean about movies? Yeah. They're kind of hanging mm-hmm. in that same area. I think that whenever we try and um, define how well the movie industry is doing based on Rotten Tomatoes, that it, you have to consider that a decade ago, Rotten Tomatoes wasn't really a thing. No one really had that frame of mind when they were trying to consider whether or not they liked a movie. Sure. And you go back and you look at some of these older movies that were released even before Rotten Tomatoes as a organization existed. They try and like retro retroactively rate some of these older movies and they're all like 100% fresh. You're thinking, well, yeah, that's not yeah, fair. Well, there you go. How many people are reviewing it and rating it? The Terminator and stuff. Yeah. So the older you get in movie history, the more skewed these ratings become. Yeah, and then our friend uh, Josiah, who's often on the show, likes to point out something that's really helpful. We tend to, by default, even if you know full well how it works, you look at a rating and your brain somehow wants to translate that into a grade. As though like, oh, it's this high, which means it's this high good or mm. this low bad. It's right. 92, it's an A. Yeah, exactly. Oh, 66 but average, it's all Ds, huh? If you, the reason that, you know, or movies that like Sean the Sheep or Finding Dory or Paddington <laughs> get these like near perfect scores. <laughs> yeah. It's just because critics watch them and they go, yeah, that was pretty good. I don't have it's anything bad, bad to say that. about Paddington. Right. So then, like, well, if all the critics say that, which is just a very normal middle-of-the-road reaction, that's a positive reaction, not a negative one. That's a 100% score. That doesn't mean right. that it's a perfect movie. It just means most people were like, yeah, sure, good. Paddington, great. Paddington. It's a, it's a bear. But to be fair, yeah, Paddington was actually pretty great. It was pretty good. Then I went and tried Marmalade, and it was too bitter for my taste. Yeah, he likes Marmalade in the movie. Too Spoiler much. alert, write that down. <laughs> you know, another unfair thing that these guys are doing with this thing is they're pointing out, like, big movies like The Shining, what you keep saying. It's like, when is the last time you had, like, a movie or several movies come out in a year that's going to be in the history books of, like, this is what an American movie is or whatever? And that's hard to do that now because it's all franchises. Yeah. So, like, the Marvel Cinematic Universe could have several of those movies within it. But you won't. You don't think about it like that. You think about it like all those movies. So it's hard to pick out. And it's just impossible not to see these things with rose-colored nostalgic glasses. It's like The Shining is a great example because critics, a lot of critics, really hated The Shining when it came out and thought it was like too long, boring, right. weird. And now we've had decades to think about and analyze, and you know, a lot of these movies are going to end up the same way. One of those, in fact, is most certainly going to be Angry Birds, the movie. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> and the reason that I'm convinced that it's going to make it into the history books is because uh, Rovio, the, I guess, video game company or whatever that made Angry Birds, yeah. is absolutely planning a sequel to the Angry Birds movie. You guys Great. excited? That's the news. That's the movie news right now. I don't, I, I don't have any emotions. I don't care. Three hundred and forty-six no, million dollars. I couldn't be more. Angry Birds grossed. That's domestic. Worldwide. Worldwide. That's incredible. I'm so indifferent. You know what? We have Amazon on our TV at home. Okay. And one day I got out of bed and I came in the living room and our four-year-old daughter was in there watching Angry Birds. The, the movie. The movie. And I went, huh? 
she had somehow bought it. <laughs> Paid full price, like $17 or something, to watch Angry Birds, the extended version at home. So now you own it on your like, no, digital no, 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 console? No. I, was, I was so... Well, it, I let her watch it, but <laughs> but I was so bothered by the fact that I had invested any money in Angry Birds that I got a hold of Amazon. I said, oh, hell no. <laughs> 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 Refund that right now. Look at my history. Does it look like I buy Angry Birds? <laughs> Do you think that I want Angry Birds? And that worked? Yeah, they, they refunded my money. So They I'm, must get I'm, so many calls about my kid pushed a button. Yeah, yeah, they gave me a tutorial on how to avoid that in the future. But I just want the record to show. Did you listen did, to the tutorial? Did, did you not spend any money on Did Angry you Birds? see any of the movie? No. You can't vouch for whether or not it was no. good or bad. It's <laughs> I Jason saw five away as soon as you saw I it. I saw five seconds and I went, huh. But it's got, it's got like Jason Sudeikis and Bill Hader and Maya Rudolph. I don't Those care funny what people. some fantastic <laughs> comedic voices are are behind these characters. That, that doesn't mean anything for the I constantly see you playing that game on your phone, though. <laughs> yeah, every day. I played that game like a day or two six years ago <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he's constantly holding his phone up and going guys enough how with do, this pokemon crap I, let's play, <laughs> let's angry, play birds. angry birds <laughs> look at me knock down this tower of blocks yeah that's what the game is yeah, it yeah. is spoiler yes. well speaking of <laughs> no don't write it down absolutely <laughs> classic <laughs> beloved franchises getting a sequel um recently uh so all of that was just to talk about angry birds getting a sequel yeah 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 it's the moves <laughs> recently as they're promoting this uh show ash versus evil dead which is a continuation of the evil dead franchise yeah um the sam raimi and rob tappert who directed and produced the original films respectively were doing an interview where they were talking about how many different times they got into a draft of evil dead 4 following army of darkness um sam raimi said Ivan and I wrote a lot of different versions of Evil Dead as a feature in the years after Army of Darkness. We'd get 20 pages into one draft and realize it was not good, do another five pages in a different direction. So, get this. He says, we wrote an Evil Dead foil that followed both realities. We were going to be following two Bruces, one in the future and simultaneously cross-cutting to Bruce here in the present, and we realized we have really lost our mind and we must stop. That sounds kind of neat, though. <laughs> Quite the self <laughs> Revelation. <laughs> Someone stop us. <laughs> if you know anything about Evil Dead, imagine this. You've got a movie where a guy's in the, a cabin in the woods, horror thing, scary things happen. You make another one just like that. You make another Almost one. Almost identical. <laughs> you make another one, starts like that. Then all of a sudden it's Jason and the Argonauts with a screwball comedy woven in. Then you're like, well, time to write a fourth one. What if there were two parallel universes yeah. <laughs> where one was in the present? And then, of course, they got to a point where they're like, what are we doing? Do we <laughs> Tyler's voice was in their head. What are we doing? What are we doing here? <laughs> would you like to see such a movie? You know, I'm a pretty big fan of those movies, so yeah, I would love to see that movie. <laughs> I don't know that it would be good, <laughs> but I would see it for sure. Has anyone been, has anyone been watching the show? I watched the first episode when it was free. Yeah, I watched the pilot when it was available for free. Loved the pilot, but I don't have stars, and I can't order a whole channel just to watch that one show. But it just came out, or it's about to come out on Blu-ray, so I'll catch the show then. I'm excited to watch it as that. Mm -hmm. Did you watch it? No. (laughs) Pilot's great if you like like Evil Dead. Yeah, Yeah, it's very Evil Dead. Here's a a funny story for you. Uh, The other night, our friend Peter 
uh, Nikki Forov, who's often on the show, you may remember him from the hashtag Peter is the worst, circulate it with your friends. Um, he came over and said, I've never seen an Evil Dead movie. I would like to watch one. And I said, okay, that's a strange thing to ask. So I uh, decided to show him the reboot first as a more accurate depiction of what they were trying to do with the original. The one with the girl? Yeah. Ash? Before we got into the movies Ashley. that actually have the Ash character in them. His name is Ashley Ashley. So we watched this over-the-top brutal. I mean, the thing is just so outrageous. Yeah. And yeah. he's just sitting there going, huh. <laughs> and we finally finished it, and he said, that didn't have any zombies. And I said, no. The, the Evil Dead. There's no zombies. He said, oh, I think I wanted to watch Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. So sorry, sorry, Peter. He texts me and said, "Whatever that was, I don't, I didn't like it. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> kind of movie it is, that's not my thing." Yeah, so whatever <laughs> genre. Like, I like movies like Seven. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you should have shown him <laughs> Evil Dead Two. Yeah, where it gets weird. Yeah, I wanted him to have some context for like the setup of the original, and then get into the Ash. Yes, yeah, so go ahead and send me angry emails that I showed him the remake before the original. This guy can't handle the old schlocky. Yeah, movies. He would. We can. Out. He can't. He would. Uh, <laughs> he would have rolled his eyes at that moon being projected up in the sky, as he should. <laughs> yeah. Or when you can. I see still the, laugh every see the time. Set falling around, falling <laughs> apart around the it. top of the soundstage. Um. Well, guess what? Martin Scorsese has been working on this movie for a long time, uh, putting together this idea for something called uh, Silence. It's got Liam Neeson, Andrew Garfield in it. It's been a long time coming. We still know very little about it. Um, I'm going to be honest with my initial reactions here. Scorsese, I thought, yes. And then you said Liam Neeson, and I thought, oh, no. What? And then you said Andrew Garfield, and I said, what? <laughs> <laughs> Why would you have a problem with but Liam listen, Neeson? Listen to me. Listen to me. What, what's, the real, what's the real appeal to Liam Neeson? What has he done that is so good? <laughs> It sounds oh, hello. <laughs> Have it you sounds not bad. seen the first Taken movie? Yeah, I saw it. The movie was terrible. What? No, no it's not. Stupid. It's he's, a blast. He's cool in Taken. He's cool. But the movie's stupid. Have you no. not it's seen The really Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe? <laughs> uh, he is, is a benevolent uh, lion. Have you not seen Batman Begins? Is Liam Neeson in Batman Begins? Yeah, he's, he's the Ra main bad guy. Oh, <laughs> right. Al Ghul. Right, yeah, yeah. It's been a long time. Uh, if there's anything that I think that Liam Neeson has done well. It's like the gray. I thought he was cool in the gray. Gray. He was, cool. yeah, man, the gray. Jeez, oh, uh, that'll drain he's, you. I think he's even really likable and and charming in uh, Love Actually. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, as the widower. But he uh, he does so many films that are just like. Stupid. Well, go ahead and like list all them. of the Taken movies. The f the first the, one's great. The, then they get real bad. And then that. what? That movie, A Walk Among the Tombstones. Yeah, what was I just want someone to please defend him no. and convince me why I should be excited that he's in he, a Scorsese film. Because he convince me. Okay, he's a good actor, right? We're on the same page there. <laughs> <Is he? laughs> yeah. He, so let's just say he is. So then yeah. you get excited when a good actor's in a movie. Okay. No, there's like a warm, let's, let's, there's uh, a let's warm reference gentleness IMDb to Liam Neeson. Can yeah, at least I, can, I can agree that, to agree that, yeah. So he's got like this even great personality in, uh, that he brings to all of his characters. Even so. in Phantom Menace, I thought he was warm and... What about freaking Schindler's List, man? Uh, he's Schindler. Sh Schindler's List is... No, you can't say anything bad about I it. I can't You're say anything bad <laughs> about 
a I'm just writing Liam uh, Neeson's disc- World War discography II. at this point. Nazi His discography? Yeah. <laughs> How many albums has Liam Neeson um, made? Schiller's <laughs> List is, is a great biopic. And he's you, totally great. It sounds it, to me like you're recognizing that he does have moments where he, he is an excellent moments. actor. He so has moments. Put him in a movie with Martin Scorsese many, directing him. Too many movies where it's like, what? Why? What? Why? Like, what was that movie, Nonstop, where he's on an airplane just shooting? Yeah, I think the problem is after Taken came out, people were like, oh, here's his new thing. And then it was like, they started barfing him out. Maybe it's it's his Taken persona where he's trying to be the tough guy with the gravelly voice. The gray-haired action action hero is getting tired. I'm not convinced that he's He's probably not going to do that in this movie. Listen. He was he was that in the gray, and I thought it was fantastic. It's based on a novel, apparently. Young, or I don't know if it's, maybe it's nonfiction. It's from a book called Silence. Young Portuguese Jesuit, Sebastião Rodriguez, is sent to Japan to succor the local church and investigate reports that his mentor has committed apostasy. Hmm. That is the synopsis. Cool. Uh, all right. Now, the... What's Scorsese doing on this? Apparently, it doesn't sound like a Scorsese film. Right now, the cut is 195 minutes. Good Lord. Which means that it would be Scorsese's longest film if it keeps clocking in at over three hours. What was no. Scorsese's last film? Uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street. Was that I mean, what he did sure? last, most recently? That seems it. Gangs of New York was really long. Yeah, Gangs of New York's too long. They could have sliced an hour out of that movie. Nah. The Elephant. <laughs> Well, Liam Neeson is going to be that monster. All right. Well, if I'm just worried about Scorsese leaning on um, Liam Neeson to be that tough, taken character and it not working. Maybe well, that. Maybe it's just a combination of those two that I, I'm very skeptical. Because Scorsese is great, and I don't know if Liam Neeson can hang with Scorsese. Well, think about this. Like, remember in The Departed? I'm sorry, Liam, if you're listening to this. I, I really, I'm a big <laughs> well, fan. Surely just, he is, and we are our big I'm fans. Just, so I'm sorry about these offended. movies that you've been in. Think about like The Departed, where you have everybody typecasted for what they do. Like Mark Wahlberg being, is being what he is in every movie, but it was great in that one because you had Scorsese, like reining it in so maybe we can get a good version like the gray of Liam Neeson being awesome okay yeah I think that Liam Neeson was great in the gray gray in the gray see great. we convinced him we convinced him great yeah it worked okay yeah so just think about when you've seen well, him be successful and imagine him paired up with a director whose track record is for mostly good yeah. or great movies except for that elephant Except for the elephant, yeah. Apparently, he uh, the f- original cut of Gains of New York was three and a half hours, and he was convinced by the Weinsteins to cut it down to two hours and 48 minutes. Hmm. That's a lot of cut. That's a yeah. lot of cutting. That's a lot of cutting. Now, speaking of contentious casting decisions, um, there's a rumor going around the Internet that, uh, to date, has not been confirmed um, that... Uh, there is potentially a young actress that happens to be black casted as Mary Jane Watson in the Spider-Man Homecoming film. Right, I saw that. Which makes people on the internet go crazy. And uh, James Gunn, who directed Guardians of the Galaxy, posted a lengthy, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, a fireback at the people that were contentious about the casting decision. 
Um, and he said, people get upset, quote, people get upset when something they consider intrinsic to a comic book character changes when adapted for a film. I get this. There are movies I dislike because I think there's a basic misunderstanding of the story or the character when the comic is transferred to film. I still hate how in the first Batman movie, the Joker was revealed as the murderer of Bruce Wayne's parents, for instance. That said, I do not believe a character is the color of his or her skin. When Michael B. Jordan was cast as Johnny Storm, I didn't understand the uproar. People got mad about that. The primary characteristic of Johnny was not, to me, that he was white or that he had blonde hair, but that he was fiery, funny, big mouth, braggart of a hero. I was happy that he was going to be played by one of the finest, most charming young actors out there. So obviously, James Gunn is, you know, saying what normal thinking people already understand uh, and that nerds and buttholes don't understand. But what I think is funny about the story is that so far, anytime there's been any hullabaloo about a Marvel movie or a comic book movie in general, James Gunn acts as the personal representative to... Con- He's like, guys, everyone sit down. I'll comment on this. Yeah. <laughs> Just because he made one of the movies that it, most people agree was really good. It's funny, though, because he, usually what he says is pretty good. But I think that since he's just like typing his stuff out there and people are like, oh, it's the guy from Guardians. What is he going to say this time? Because everything I know, he writes he's got is, like a legacy good. for it now. Yeah. Anytime if he messes time. up, ooh, shoot. He better watch your mouth, James Gunn. What's he doing next, James Gunn? Guardians of the two. Galaxy Part 2 or Volume 2, they're calling volume it. Two. We'll see if he can listen to his own advice. So far, it features uh, Sylvester Stallone and Kurt Russell. Yeah. And Chris Pratt. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> Remember him? Yeah. And Maybe. baby and baby Vin Groot. Yeah. Vin, oh, how are they going to just bring his voice up? Registers? Maybe they're going to he's going <laughs> to mocap him. Apparently he's baby Groot in the movie. <laughs> I guess we'll see. Are we going to watch the trailer for that one at all or are we just going to go in? Uh they released a trailer at Comic-Con, right? But they haven't actually yeah. published it online. I don't need that trailer. I'm surprised it hasn't leaked. Yeah. I'm excited for that. Speaking of movies to get excited about, um, not only is there Godzilla sequel coming in freaking 2018, but there's also a Japanese Godzilla movie that came out in July, Godzilla Resurgence. And that's not where the Japanese Godzilla fun ends because there's also an animated Godzilla movie coming out from Toho, uh, the Japanese studio that made Godzilla. Are you excited? Is this really is this what? major moves? Yeah, this is major moves, man. An animated Godzilla movie. If, if there's anything that you, the listeners, probably have determined by now, it's that Josh loves Godzilla. <laughs> I love Godzilla. I and thought you guys might have something funny to say about it, but apparently he, this is it. He he always tries to get us to come around and watch old Godzilla movies, and we've we've humored him a couple times. We even did a double feature once where we watched a couple old Godzilla movies, and they were just. <laughs> I can't even finish. Can't even finish the description. Yeah. They they were. I want to say bad, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's not enough. <laughs> it needs to be nuanced out more. I think that uh, <laughs> the ending. Oh, I don't even remember the titles. Godzilla two thousand is that the one with the the Godzilla burning a ring of fire in the middle of the city yeah. and he's, the guy looks at him and says there's a little Godzilla in all of us yeah <laughs> yeah and they're always cheering him on at this point that was a great ending <laughs> yeah that was a great ending uh, I appreciate that by the way I appreciate everyone sticking it out and watching those movies you've never seen a group of friends turn on someone so fast that Everyone left <coughs> grumping and huffing. <laughs> I have fun watching movies like that if it's with friends and we can have a good time. I watched, well, I, 
I, I watched Face Off recently with some friends. We've been doing a Nicolas Cage movie marathon thing with a friend of mine and his work. They're doing a rooftop movie viewing party series. Anyway, uh, they've been watching Nicolas Cage movies this summer, and they just all walk, got together to watch Face Off. And it, have you ever, have you seen Face Off? Yeah, seen Face have, Off. Have you seen it recently? No, no. not since it, it came out. <laughs> it is just so astoundingly absurd that people were laughing out loud at the movie, like at the movie. Not with They're, the movie. Not with it. Yeah. <laughs> They're switching faces, right? And uh, and you realize that this movie is just so bad, but at least we're having a good time. Everyone's here. We can appreciate the the ridiculousness of this film. And I, I would probably rank these terrible Godzilla movies higher than Face Off. But <laughs> okay, well, thank but you. That, good. that, that makes good. it feel better. But it's fun. It's fun getting together and watching bad movies and, and having a good time. Well, speaking of bad movies versus good movies, this is interesting. The BBC recently released a list of the top 100 movies of the 21st century, like all together, just the best of the best. They have the authority to do this. According to the BBC. According to know. the BBC. They're not speaking on behalf of the universe, but the BBC's top I don't know the universe list. So they speak for the UK. Yeah, I thought that I would give you guys the top 10 because it's something of a surprising list. Okay. So this is what Matt would identify with if he were here. Matt right Hughes, now. yeah, he couldn't be on the show today. Matt, if you're listening right now at work or on your commute or whatever it is. He loves being defined by the BBC. Yeah, he is absolutely in cahoots with and under the authority. <laughs> yeah. He submits <laughs> to the, the authority queen? of the Queen and, and the, the BBC. <laughs> the BBC the submits to the Queen <laughs> and... Uh, the queen really is what controls everybody's opinions. So, so these might just be the queen's favorite movies. And by association, these are Matt's top ten <laughs> favorite movies of the 21st century. Okay, good. Are you ready? Yeah. At number ten, according to Matt Hughes and the BBC, <laughs> No Country for Old Men. I okay. don't know about that. All right. <laughs> I really like that movie. I need to revisit it. I, I would love to sit down and watch that with Queen Elizabeth. At number nine is a movie called A Separation. I've never heard of that. Mm-hmm. Nor I, ma'am. Aren't we ignorant? Yeah. Number eight, Yee Yee, a one and a two. <laughs> Matt, come on now. I don't know what that is either. Right, yeah, I've get, never heard him talk about that. We're movie. getting to some more known movies now, okay? <laughs> Number seven is The Tree of Life by Terrence Malick, 2011. <laughs> okay. Matt, they're just giving, that as number seven. They're giving Matt Terrence Malick credit for being favorite. so ambitious. Uh-huh. Number six is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind from 2004. Yeah, that is very interesting. <laughs> that is a really great movie. It sure it's I, it deserves cool. it deserves respect and high top praise. ten of the twenty first century. <laughs> I don't know if it's that high though. <laughs> Maybe the queen just loves those cerebral, super bizarre uh, stories. Offbeat, yeah, it's great. Number five, Boyhood. Hmm. Have any of us uh, seen that thing yet? No, I haven't I, seen it. I haven't no. seen it. But did you hear that it took him a long time? <laughs> yeah, that's, about, <laughs> that's about the only thing I've ever heard about that movie. People go nuts. Oh, my gosh. It's incredible. Really? How was the movie? It, did you know that it took him 12 years? <laughs> to well, what about the actual movie? Still don't know. Number four, best movie of the 21st century, Spirited Away, the Miyazaki. I think Matt probably would agree with that. Yeah, Matt would write that. Matt loves Spirited Away. And he should. It's great. Good yeah, time. Good. Number three, there will be blood. That's yeah. That's Shoot, good. there will be blood and no country for old men. Mm-hmm. Queen really loves those gritty <laughs> crime films. Gritty, sandy western. Uh, number two, in the mood for love, by Wong Kar Wai, from two thousand. 
Don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. Come on, man. But do you want to know what the Queen, Matt Hughes, and the BBC think is the greatest movie of the 21st century? Tell us. Mulholland Drive by David Lynch. Now, that they sat down and watched Mulholland Drive and thought, one, I get it. <laughs> it's amazing. And number two, they thought, and you know what else? That's about the best movie I've ever seen in my God-given life. Yeah. <laughs> That's better than anything I've ever seen. <laughs> There's no way that that movie's better than the other ten movies. Oh, man. man. Mulholland Drive is weird, man. Mulholland Drive what are is doing just over a, there? a cluster cuss of nonsense. Are they not getting all the movies? <laughs> what are they doing? Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, caveat, those are the ten <laughs> movies that have come <laughs> out. <laughs> You'd think that there'd be more British pride movies in there, like yeah. the imitation game or something. <laughs> Where's Love Actually? Shouldn't that be on there? Certainly, that's an accurate summary of what what's going on in England. Love Actually. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I think of when you know it's like you have those movies like oh you've got mail right. that must be exactly what it's like to live in New York. Yeah, and then you watch Love Actually and you're like I'm so British. Or Notting Hill. Anything. Notting with Hill. What's his the name? Kingsman. What is that dude's name? I'm totally blanking on it. The Notting Hill guy. Yeah, Hugh the Grant. dude who slept with that awful Hugh prostitute. Grant. <laughs> yeah. Why do you have to call her awful? We don't. <laughs> How much That's do we true. know? She's about the just a, a victim of her environment. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, we <laughs> <laughs> turned a dark corner. Here. Here's, <laughs> the, here's the moves. <laughs> well, to end the, the moves episode on a lighter note, yeah. good grief! Uh, you know, part of movie news is just movies themselves. So I thought it'd be interesting if we look at some of the flicks that are about to come out, say what we are excited for, and the next time we come back around to movie news, we can report back on what we said now september is not the hugest uh month for movies uh there's this movie called the light between oceans coming out that uh, based on a book that a lot of girls read mm-hmm. and my wept, wife read it. wept out yeah, yeah my wife yeah. read it and she does vanessa read books she does read books mm-hmm. did she read this book she did not read this book oh, oh. maybe she's Contrary. not a girl I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well uh abby who's been on the show and couldn't care less about movies movies to her are like dust in the wind you know mm-hmm. yeah but she's Tyler's probably looking at me like he doesn't know what that means i was uh, just thinking about bill and ted's excellent adventure why in the world because they reference dust in the wind, dust gotcha. in the wind. yeah she doesn't care about movies she's excited about this movie she's probably um, also excited about uh bridget jones's baby so much so that she spoiled the ending of it oh. for me now, I wasn't particularly excited about this movie, but if you know anything about us and our show, we don't take kindly to spoilers. So now I'll never see it or read the book because I know how it ends. Yeah. So that was great. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Abby. She's sitting across the room. I really appreciate it. Um, don't Breathe is a thriller movie that's that's out now. Out, uh, that came out yeah, this week and this past week. I don't know anything about it because I won't watch the trailers or anything, but I'm excited because apparently people are afraid or tense. I don't want to spoil that experience yeah. for myself. I love a I'm good gonna, horror movie. So I'm, I'm going to report back on how that went. I haven't watched the trailer, but I've seen like a clip of the trailer where I turned away real quick and there was a girl who looked really scared. <laughs> <laughs> so if that's any indication about the movie. Okay. It's, I, it's scary. She was committed. She was scared. Guys. I kind of saw a poster and I looked away and it. I think what I saw was a girl's scared face. <laughs> I could be wrong. You guys yeah. might have seen the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Blair Witch reboot movie comes out on September 16th. Also, haven't seen anything about it, but I'm kind of curious. 
There's been a lot of reboots of horror movies. This is a. This is not a reboot, though. This is a sequel? sequel? This is a sequel to this well, part three. Okay, well, reboots or sequels, because they're also doing a sequel to The Ring, right? Yeah. The Rings. Yeah, that's Rings. coming out, too. Yeah. Yeah. But this can't be part three, because Blair Witch 2 exists in a world where the Blair Witch movie is a movie. It's like a meta sequel. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen a trailer or anything for Blair Witch, but what I read is people were saying that they're talking like it's a sequel. I don't know. I Maybe don't know. it's we'll meta. See. Again. So how how did they make a sequel? Did another documentary team go out in the woods and try and figure out what happened to the first one? Because the it's second a, it's one, a documentary, one? right? It's not yeah. a movie. Well, in the it's second, it really happened, right? The <laughs> Blair Witch Project. Yeah, the second one. She didn't have a tissue. Is goes <laughs> off of this premise. In the yeah. second movie, which is a big budget Hollywood movie, the mo- the faux documentary is a film, and then they find out, oh my god, the witch is really real, even though this was just a movie. Mm. It's like a. Book of Shadows, it's called. It's so yeah, bad. Yeah. Okay, okay, so that's Blair, cool. Blair that's Witch 2, that, 3? It, yes, yeah, it's just called Blair Witch. We'll find out. Okay. Yeah. That's not all there is to be excited about. On that day, September 16th, Bridget Jones' baby comes out with a oh newly uh, faced uh, Renee Zellweger. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of face, <laughs> <laughs> it's the big screen debut of her new face. Yeah, her, since she received her plastic surgery. Yeah, very sort of <coughs> s- the most subtle and yet somehow altogether different face I've it's ever seen. Well, Valley, man. Ren- Renee Zellweger, for whatever reason, was always uh, criticized for the squint of her eyes. Mm-hmm. And so she had her eyes changed. Is that what happened? I can't put my finger exactly on what oh, I'm yeah, saying. Her eyes are different. Is that it? The shape of her eyes? I don't freaking care. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she she does. It's almost unrecognizable. It's weird. Yeah. but And yet somehow you know that, wait a minute. Yeah. What's up with Renee? I like Renee Zellweger. Yeah, she's having a baby. Speaking of uh, things that we like. <laughs> for no it's, she, it's her. She's having a baby. Yeah, she's having a baby. Hey, Renee, you're having a baby. <laughs> <laughs> and Dr. Derek Shepard might be the dad, but also. Uh, Talking about. McSteamy? McDreamy. Dreamy. McDreamy might be the dad, but also Colin Firth. OG Paddington might be the... But yeah, the original Paddington might be the dad, and so they're both Mm. just being the dad. Didn't Colin Firth already have a movie like that in Mamma Mia? How many girls... (laughs) (laughs) How many girls is he going to be implicated in (laughs) for pregnancies? Uh, He gets around. Also, (laughs) that same day, there's going to be what's almost... Definitely a bad movie in Rob Zombie's 31. But for some reason, me and Patrick keep going and seeing Rob Zombie movies in the theater, so I assume this movie will be no exception. And hey, you guys are Rob Zombie fans. It's just people like you that keep his movies. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that going. last one almost did it for so me. So Rob Zombie, who made two movies about a killer clown, two movies about Halloween, has now made a movie about killer clowns on Halloween <laughs> Okay, called 31. For sure. <laughs> Check it out. It's the greatest hits. If you want to see that trailer, you're going to think, yeah, that, that looks about like a Rob Zombie movie. So he makes some clown movies. He makes some Halloween movies. And he doesn't get a great feedback. So he's thinking, they're just not getting it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got to really up it this one around. I'm going to really lean into it this time. <laughs> they're not getting it. Uh, Storks comes out on September 23. You guys amped for that? Now, that's a confusing animated trailer. I'm like, wait a minute. Why is this is. movie? You haven't seen the trailer for? No, no I don't know. Oh, is. my gosh. Yeah, you got to check it out. Um, in October, The Girl on the Train, which is oh obviously... No, you forgot the big one, though. Excuse me? September 23rd is Magnificent Seven. 
I'm supposed to be excited about Magnificent Seven? Chris Pratt. It's Chris Pratt's movie. Every year he always has the biggest movie of the year. Will this be the exception? This Denzel. is the Western thing? <laughs> yeah. no, that's oh, my Smith. gosh. <laughs> King <laughs> Kong ain't got nothing on me. That was that's Denzel. your Denzel? That's Denzel. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's a spoiler if we don't. I didn't understand the I didn't understand the trailer. You don't got it. Oh, it's Training Day. So I'm gonna it write didn't. That down on <laughs> it didn't training click with me. Training Day. So Chris Pratt has been on a hot streak. Guardians and then Jurassic World. Yeah, I'm not gonna see this. I'm not gonna see Magnificent Seven. I'll you see guys, it. I'll see it. It looks if good. If you guys come back and say it's awesome, then yeah, I'll go check it out. Okay. No, I'm not gonna tell you how I feel. About yeah, it. I'm gonna ask, and you're gonna tell me. Uh, I'm sure you will. I'll you'll be so, if you're excited, you'll tell me. You'll want it to make more money. No. <laughs> wow. No. Sorry, a, Chris. Just a spite. It's Tyler's <laughs> fault. No, no, no. Chris, at, at Pratt, 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 if you're listening. <laughs> and he certainly is. This is Josh's fault. It's not mine. October, The Girl on the Train, which very desperately wants to present itself as though it is um, Gone Girl, based yeah. on the ad campaign. It's another uh, famous novel that a lot of women read. Maybe I'm being sexist, but I only know of women who read it. Did any of you guys read it? No. No. Okay. I have it on my shelf to read. No? I, I only know about what women are reading between my wife and Abby. Did <laughs> Abby read this book. Did Sarah read Girl on the Train? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so far, it's 100% success so. rate. Yeah. I think so. Uh, she also read the one about the the paralyzed guy. <laughs> Abby, help us out here. What's that one called that just came out? Excuse you me? and me. No, that's not. You before me. Not, you Abby, before me? Abby didn't Me before us. you. Me before Something. you? Is Sarah it? Connor's in it? Yeah, me before you. Sarah Connor. Linda that Hamilton was, or the new Sarah, Sarah new Sarah Connor? New Sarah Connor. Oh. It's a, and the dude from The Hunger Games. Well, but wow, this sounds, based <laughs> on the way we're describing it, like the most thrilling concept in the world. <laughs> have no real, it's, it's a, just like random facts. It's here. another book that, a bunch of girls just read and came out on movie. Can we just get film. through October, man? Yeah, yeah, keep going. Because October 14th is The Accountant, which I think looks really awesome. Yeah, that does look cool. I don't know. I'm, I don't does, doesn't sound that exciting. What? Is, is Did you see an accountant? <laughs> Did you see the trailer? It's it's either going to be a great movie or a case of one of those mm-hmm. uh, mo- cases like uh, Where the Wild Things Are or even Suicide Squad where man, this trailer is so effective that there's no way the movie is going to be as good as the trailer. So it's a really uh, well-crafted uh, trailer. Yeah. Speaking of movies, I've got a real-time update for you. Okay. Matt Hughes, who's not here, uh, it's because he went and saw Kabuo and the Two Strings. Yeah. And he just texted his review. Should we share it with yeah. our listeners? Yeah, let's hear it. He says, Kabuo and the Two Strings is five moons. And then he spells it out, ho, H-O dash L-E-E. So holy crap. Okay. Why did he spell it that way? Because so he wants he you to read it like you just said it. Holy crap. So he gave a five out of five. You think five it's better than Mulholland Drive? <laughs> I, I wonder if he will rate Ask Matt Hughes right now if he likes it more than Mulholland Drive. And while <laughs> you're doing that, let me just ask Patrick. Is it Kubo or whatever Todd just said? Or is it Kubo? Kabo? Kubo? I thought it I thought was Kubo. It was Kubo. I Again. guess I haven't actually heard people say it out loud. I just see it on the screen all the right. time. Right. It does look cool, but that's going to be whenever it's on Netflix is when I'll get to it. Looks neat. Uh, later on in October. I texted him back and I asked if he thinks Queen Elizabeth would like it. 
<laughs> well, that, that'll be our great ending. Don't read it to <laughs> us until we're ready to end the show. Okay. <laughs> October 21st is uh, A Monster Calls, which is a great book. I, uh, yeah, I'm going to read that book next. It's on, oh, my, yeah. it's on my shelf. You'll love it. I'm great. That. Liam Neeson. Tyler. Liam Neeson, another okay, hey, great I, Liam Neeson. I want to like Liam Neeson, and I think he could do all right in a, a story like this as a opposed to story. him running around with a gun. <laughs> uh, Tyler's also going to be in the theater that same day, October 21st, probably not to see A Monster Calls, but to see Tyler Perry's <laughs> Boo! A Medea Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's I, uh, great. I've never seen a Medea movie, and I, I, have to, I have to explain that a little more. Because I tried watching a, a very Medea Christmas. Sure. This last Christmas, because it was Christmas, and we try and watch Christmas movies. Yeah, we do. And it's always fun to click on bad Christmas movies, thinking it might be fun. That's how I, I discovered 12 Days of Christmas from ABC Family, which is a tradition now in the Hans Family house. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I tried doing the same. Dates. 12 Dates of Christmas. Yeah, is that what you said? Yeah. 12 Dates. Yeah. It's important. I, I don't want people to get confused about it at all. <laughs> which was fantastic. And I tried watching Holiday in Handcuffs, which is another ABC nah, film. No, that one didn't do it for that me. That was with Melissa Joan Hart. It's not the right Casey recipe of bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's the wrong Saved by the Bell character. <laughs> right. And that was no good. So in, 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 with that spirit in mind, I tried watching A Very Medea Christmas, and I just could not get through like... 30 minutes of it. <laughs> That's not very far at all. No. The movie couldn't even get off the ground in 30 no, minutes. And I, I tried giving it time to get up off the ground, but it, it wouldn't. It just, I didn't know, I just didn't know why. What, what was I, what was I doing here? You know, <laughs> what are we yeah. doing following around Medea and these other people? You tell us, you're the one who's seen a half I, hour I'm, of it. <laughs> I'm thinking maybe it's because I haven't seen the other Medeas. So if I'm, <laughs> You don't know the backstory. <laughs> if I'm gonna commit, maybe I need to start from the beginning because it just and didn't. You're on your own I with just that. Didn't get it. My no, dad used to love it. those Medea movies. He's I said, yeah, "Then you need to go that way, Tyler." Yeah. And it, we should promise our listeners, much like the upcoming episode uh, <laughs> of Theodore Rex versus Tammy, Tammy and the T Rex, uh, that there will also be a road to Medea. <laughs> <laughs> road to a very Medea Christmas. <laughs> road to Halloween. You have oh, to go right. all the all oh, the. We gotta get There's so many of those. Can we get your word that know, you're gonna man. do that? I don't know if I can commit to that. Does how many of them are there? Does anyone know how many there are that we'd have to? Say? How many Medea movies are there? I don't. I don't know. They seem to keep coming out. So. My proposal for the show, though, <laughs> is that Tyler watches them all by himself and does the episodes by himself. <laughs> by himself. <laughs> It'll just be me asking questions. <laughs> no response. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening to You Hate Movies. Man, which one of these awe-inspiring headlines really struck a chord with you personally? Which movies of the fall are you most excited about? Did we miss something that we should be excited about as well? Are you that one guy that told Patrick to really stick with calling movie news the moves? If so, leave us a comment on this episode at You Hate Movies. While you're there, go ahead and subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. Check out our entire backlog of episodes, profiles on all our hosts and contributors. You can kill an entire day on that thing. You're also going to want to check us out on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all at You Hate Movies.